Welcome to Brushing Up with Brit. I am your host, Brittany, and I am here to better the community of dental hygiene by providing my real and truthful experiences as a struggling first-generation college student. Making many mistakes along the way has given me a passion for helping others. With each and every episode, my goal is to provide you with information that will empower you on your educational path and encourage you to keep going. I will be having honest conversations about my journey and how I got where I am today. With my experience as a registered dental assistant and brand new registered dental hygienist, I will provide you with tips and tricks that will help you thrive in the dentistry world. Stay tuned for this episode of Brushing Up with Brit. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Brush with Brit. Today, I'm trying something new. I am recording this episode on my computer, which is different for me because I usually record on my phone. Most of the time, I just sit in my car and record it, Um, but this time I wanted to try it on my computer to see how it comes out, Um, and I'm in my bedroom, so we'll see how this goes. There might be some background noise. My neighbor has a dog. Sometimes the dog will bark and then there's also like cars driving by here and there. So hopefully there's not too much background noise. Um, But this week I wanted to talk more about my bachelor's degree because I have just been getting so many questions about it on Instagram. Um, So let's just hop right into it. So the number one question I've been getting a lot lately is why I'm getting my bachelor or why I got my bachelor's degree in dental hygiene. And the number one reason why I got it was because I wanted to have the opportunity to possibly get my master's degree in the future, which is still you know, lingering in my mind. It's not something for sure yet, but I do think about it often and if I'll get it. Um, And I might want to get it in something like public health or um, even like nutrition or maybe even something like business. I don't really know, but I just wanted to have that option wide open for me in the future. So that was the biggest reason why I chose to get my bachelor's degree in dental hygiene. And another one was um, because I was able to find a bachelor degree completion program through a community college, the price was not high at all. So it was kind of just like I had the time, it didn't cost me a lot of money, so why not just get it? And when you go through two years of prerequisites and then two years of a dental hygiene program to get your associate's degree, I mean, you kind of just want your bachelor's degree because you just feel like you deserve it because <laughs> the associate's degree is just so hard. Um, so I just really wanted one, honestly. Um, it was just a goal of mine. So that was a big thing. But Another reason is for more job opportunities. Um, So having your associate's degree in dental hygiene and having your bachelor's degree in dental hygiene is not going to have a pay difference clinically. So when I, for instance, when I did my hygiene interviews, not one interview asked me, did I have a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree? It literally just does not matter. They don't care. And you're not going to get paid more um, for clinical dental hygiene. So either way there, it's going to be the same. Um, But I wanted to have the option of possibly teaching in the future. And in order to teach, uh, you have to have your bachelor's degree. So 
like the the professors that teach in the clinic, um, they either right now are having to work on their bachelor's degree or they already have to have a bachelor's degree in order to teach. So I wanted to have that option uh, just in case, you know, you never, you know, God forbid, but hopefully nothing ever happens, but you can, you know, you get carpal tunnel, your wrist can hurt, your back can hurt, you can hurt your neck. Um, even stuff with vision. So I just wanted to have a backup plan. So possibly teaching in the future and maybe even research. So research is another option that you have to have a bachelor's degree. So let's say you want to work for a company and you want to research like a specific toothpaste or mouthwash or whitening product. Um, so having your bachelor's degree can open up doors for research. And um, another one is being a representative for an oral health care company. Now, this is different than being like a um, influencer or a creative on Instagram or TikTok. Um, being a like sales representative is going to be like those people that come to the lunch and learn at dental offices or at schools. Um, so most likely those people have a bachelor's degree, if not a higher degree. Um, so getting a bachelor's degree is kind of opening up that door too in case I ever want to work for like Philips Sonicare or Oral-B and I want to be the person that does those presentations for like toothbrushes and all that kind of stuff which I think is kind of up my alley which I might end up doing in the future. I would love to work at um the like conventions that they have in Anaheim or um, even the other one RDH under one roof like I would love to work at those kind of events and just meet people and talk to people and sell a product that I love like that's just right up I love that so much so um, that was another reason and then the other option is community or like public health. Um, so having your bachelor's degree will also help you if you wanted to work in some type of community project or um, just for instance, like when I was in school, we did a community project and there was hygienists there that were able to um, they were just like helping the community. They were placing sealants, placing fluoride, but then there were also the people that created that project and were like the, the people on top that were organizing it and finding all the supplies and doing all that kind of work. And those people were the ones that had the bachelor's degrees. So um, I did think about that too. So when I got out of the associate's degree program, I did look into getting my bachelor's degree in public health and I did I, I, I did want to get it in that um, and I still kind of wish that I had my bachelor's degree in public health just because that way it opens up even more doors for you to where you can work in like government settings um, which is pretty cool because they get paid well and they have good benefits um, but unfortunately if I did want to go that route it was going to be like so many more classes it was going to be like a whole nother dental hygiene program and I just did not have that in me I was just like yeah no I cannot go through more schooling right now I was just like so burnt out from school already so um dental having a bachelor's degree in dental hygiene was the closest easiest route for me at this time so that's why I decided to just get it in dental hygiene because I already had the classes and when you have your associate's degree in dental hygiene, those classes don't really match up with 
anything else. Some of them align with public health a little bit, but for the majority of it, you're going to have to like take a bunch of the other classes because all the classes we take are like dental hygiene stuff. So yeah, dental hygiene bachelor's degree was the closest thing I could get. So I was like, and the fastest. So I was like, let me just get this out of the way. Um, so I hope that answers some of your guys' question. Uh, just to recap, having a bachelor's degree can just open up more opportunities. You can get into research, teaching, be a representative for a company, um, get into community or public health, and also teaching. Um, okay, so my next question comes from the French hygienist who I always mention in my podcast every single time. She's always listening to my podcast, so I'm sure she's probably going to hear this. So, hey, girl, hey, you're the best. She is always tagging me. We talk all the time on Instagram. Um, but she asked me, what are some of the most important things to pay attention to while in hygiene school? And this is a great question because now that I am working as a hygienist, there are so many things that I wish I could just go back and really soak in and absorb all of the information because once you are out of school, you're done and nobody's there to help anymore as much as they were in school. Um, so there's definitely some things I wish I would have taken advantage of when I was in school. So the first one is indirect vision. I absolutely wish I was more confident in my indirect vision. I wish I was better at it. Um, I mean, slowly, very slowly, <laughs> it gets better, but it is still so hard. Like, sometimes I'll be using indirect vision, and then I just give up. I'm like, oh, I can't get the angle on this. And then there I am, sitting with my head all, like, cocked to the side, terrible posture, bad ergonomics. Um, so I definitely wish I would have honed in on indirect vision and asked my professors how to show me um, different seating positions and how to change it because indirect vision will save your neck and your back and everything. Um, so definitely pay attention to when you need to use indirect vision and how to use it. Um, and that leads me to the next one, which is ergonomics. Ergonomics are huge. And I can't say this enough to pay attention to your clock positions, how to seat the patient, make the patient turn. Of course, you know, as long as it's a patient that has mobility, like full mobility and is okay and capable of moving, um, then take full advantage of that and make sure you're asking the patient to move their chin up, down, side, side, whatever it is. Take the time to move the chair. Um, I'm not kidding you, like sometimes I don't want to move the chair just because of that like awkward couple of seconds it takes to like move the chair, but you absolutely have to. You have to just take the time to move the chair all the way back, um, even if it takes a while and the patient's sitting there like, what the hell is she doing? Just take the time to do it because you will um, save yourself and you will have a much longer career if you take those couple of moments to move the chair all the way back. And that's something that I'm still working on, but I've been doing it a lot more lately um, where I tell the, I'm constantly telling the patient, move this way, move that way, move this way. And then if they don't turn all the way, then now I'm saying, uh, I need you to turn a little bit more and then I'll have them turn more. Even if they seem irritated or annoyed, um, I'm actually doing them a favor because I can see better and I can clean their teeth better if they move a little bit more. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. You're actually doing them a favor as well as yourself. 
And um, another thing that was huge for me was getting a saddle chair. In school, I never had a saddle chair, but towards the end of school, I started to notice that my hips were hurting. And I'm 5'8", and I had no idea like I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, but in school, they teach you that your knees um, need to be like at an angle to where your thighs are kind of going upwards. You're not supposed to just be like thighs and knees are not supposed to be in line. Um, and the saddle chair has definitely helped me so much with my hip pains that I was having. I know that sounds kind of, I, I'm not even being dramatic because it's true. And I've had some of my other um, taller friends tell me that they've had hip problems too. So I know it happens to a lot of people. Um, but my saddle, saddle chair is one of the biggest things that helped me. And I did ask my doctor for it, uh, when I started working there. So I highly encourage you to either ask for a new chair. If you're sitting on an old crusty chair that doesn't roll, definitely ask for a new one. You should not have to sit in that. And if it's time for them to update the chair, they should update the chair. And um, if you can, either try a saddle chair, make sure you like it. I know some hygienists don't like it, but I really, really love it. And all the other hygienists I work with, they know that I have to be able to sit on the saddle chair. Otherwise, I'll be like, oh my gosh, my hips. Can somebody switch me a chair? <laughs> so yes, definitely ask for a saddle chair. I absolutely love mine. It's great. I feel like every hygienist should be using one. Um, and let's see. So... What else can I say about ergonomics? Um, oh, massages. Definitely, I know that it's not the most ideal thing to pay for massages, but I have to have my massages, and now I know why. After working as a hygienist for, what is it, nine, ten months now, um, massages definitely, like, I can just feel my body when I need them. So, lately, I've been getting them once a month. When I first started, I was doing it twice a month, um, but now I've gone to once but I feel like on those months that my body's not feeling as great, I'll still do too. So definitely find somebody that's a good massage therapist. That way you're taking care of your body. Um, another thing I wish I would have really honed in on is anesthetic, which I feel like I did while I was in school. I felt like I was really good at anesthetic. I loved doing it. Um, but I mean, be confident in every injection, like really make yourself do every single injection until you become confident in them. Uh, I shared this on my story the other day that I, um, I actually failed my ilingual buckle when I was in school and it kind of scarred me. So I leaned on the gal gates and I did nothing but the gal gates, the gal gates, the gal gates, one after another. And I became really good at it. And it's one, still one of my favorite injections. Uh, but I had a patient the other day and I could not, I couldn't do the gal gates. I could not do it. I just kept contacting bone, contacting bone. And that happened to me one other time while I was in school and I got the doctor and the doctor just ended up, um, no, I think I got the doctor and then he had me do an ilingual buckle. But because I'm so confident in the Gal Gates, I haven't done the ilingual buckle in so long, like at least nine months. I have not done that injection since I've become, since I got my license. So at least nine months. Um, so when the Gal Gates wasn't working, I just could not get it. So I had to just do infiltrations and it just w wasn't ideal for the patient. You know, I don't want to do that many infiltrations. I did like 
I think I did two infiltrations and then I did like a mental incisive. Um, so it wasn't that bad, but I would, I would just become confident in all of the injections. So if I could go back, I would force myself to do the eye lingual buckle until I was extremely confident in it. So I felt just as good as at doing the IA as I did the gal gates. Um, and injections are, you know, they're nerve wracking, but it's so much better when the patient is numb and you can just fully clean and they're comfortable and you're comfortable and you don't have to worry about them feeling pain. Uh, I have used Oricix a lot while in private practice lately. And I, um, when I got the patient numb, I just remembered that feeling of having an SRP completely numb and you're able to just do your thing. And I feel like that's where I perform the best when the patient's comfortable and numb and I know they're not going to feel anything. I just feel like I can perform at my best when the patient is also comfortable. Um, so I'm definitely going to start making myself do more local anesthetic, even though we have aura kicks because aura kicks is great. It's, it works very, very well. Um, but it doesn't work for all patients. So sometimes, and you do have to reapply it too. So, um, sometimes just taking that extra time can just be a little time consuming or like reapplying it or if it doesn't work and then you have to get local anesthetic. Um, so I feel like when I have heavier SRPs, I'm definitely going to start doing more local anesthetic so that I can brush up on my skills and get more confident again, because right now I'm like, where the heck did my, where did my confidence go? <laughs> only, only for that one though. I mean, all the other ones are fine. Like infiltrations are so easy. The mental incisive is like piece of cake. <laughs> The other thing I would definitely hone in on is medical history review. So when you're in school, they make you do medical history review, like ask every single question, every single appointment, all of these things, right? So when you go into private practice and it's not like that, you don't want to forget those skills and how to do a, med a thorough medical history review because maybe the doctor's not going to um, the doctor's not going to make you do that, or the doctor's not going to pay attention to you doing a medical history review. And also maybe they're not doing a medical history review. So you got to make sure that you, all your bases are covered and you're doing a thorough job. So just don't lose those skills, even though, um, in school, it seems excessive. It's definitely very important because of, um, some offices not doing a thorough medical history review. So just make sure you know how to do one and um, don't lose that and take the time to do it. Private practice or even corporate offices, you know, it, the timing is so much, a lot more shorter than school, but you still have to make sure you do that. It is so important. And I've already experienced it um, where, you know, a patient, a new patient comes in and you do a medical history review and they're supposed to be pre-medicated. So you just have to be careful. Um, if you don't do the medical history review, some things can slip through the cracks and, and you would be liable. So definitely make sure uh, you know the importance of it and which questions to ask and which patients need to be pre-medicated and all that stuff. Um and another one I would hone in on while in school is calculus detection. So really take your time and learn from the teachers on calc detection because nobody's going to be helping you while you're in private practice or corporate or whatever. Nobody's, the doctor's not going to come and be like, 
hey, I feel a piece right here. So take your time while you're in school. Learn from your professors. If you don't feel something that they feel, tell them you don't feel it so that they can show you um, exactly what they're feeling. I feel like that's a good one because when you're by yourself and you're like feeling a bump or not feeling a bump or a piece and you're like, is that a piece? Is that a piece? I don't know. Is that a feeling? Like I got no idea. So just make sure um, you ask your questions and definitely learn from the professors while you can because once it's gone, it is gone and you're by yourself on your own. (laughs) It's really not that bad, but those are some things that I would definitely um, hone in on. Uh, This week's episode, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. I will be doing a live, an Instagram live on Friday with Emma Talks Teeth. Um, She's from Australia, so she'll be telling us more about uh, her job and what it's like over there. She is a oral health specialist, which I think is such a cool title, and I kind of wish we had that. Um, So she'll be telling us all about that. And then on Sunday, I have scheduled to meet with my little to record another podcast with you guys um, or for you guys. So that one will be a little bit longer and she'll give me the deets on how work is going for her because she's working now. And uh, let's see, I think that's all I have scheduled for right now. But I also recorded a new episode with Just Lawson, so that should be coming out any minute now. (laughs) Well, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you guys got some useful information on the bachelor's degree and what you should hone in on while you're in dental hygiene school. I know a lot of people are starting dental hygiene school this month, so congrats to you guys. Please feel free to write me if you have any questions or need any help. I'm here for all of you guys, and I hope you guys have a fabulous fabulous week and um, enjoy all the new dental hygiene things you're learning. All right, guys, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.